Hey, welcome back to the I'm Just Talking podcast. I am, of course, your host, Cello. It is Sunday, May 1st. Episode will air Monday, May 2nd, 8 a.m. on all of your favorite podcast listening platforms. Actually, I shouldn't say all because there's a couple major ones I'm, I'm not on. But Apple, Anchor, Google, Spotify are the major four ones that I'm on. Overcast, CastBox, PocketCast. Radio Public, um, you can click links that I post and, and things like that. So thanks for joining me for about the next 30 minutes. Um, originally this week, I, I sort of struggled with topic. And um, a couple of, couple of things have happened sort of over the last couple of days. But uh, yeah, considering it is May 1st, I feel like I have to do the obligatory at Justin Timberlake. Uh, it's gonna be May. Okay, there you have it. Good old boom. So, um, two things. A couple days ago was the 30th anniversary of um, the Rodney King beating, and I only mentioned that because things like that are more. Uh, our film, video, tape, you know, of course, everybody walks around with a camcorder telephone computer in their pocket. So it, it just got me sort of thinking that, you know, I'd like to think that we as a, as a country and as a group of people have sort of come a ways since then. Um, of course, the verdict where the white, white cops got off, started the riots, and then Reginald Denny was pulled out of the truck and I don't know. I'm an optimistic person, and I think that we should have learned from that, and that should have been that should have been the beginning. Um, there's still a lot of things being filmed, especially a lot of things towards you know uh, people of color, and I, I think we have come to a certain fork in the road in a sense where police officers who act inappropriately or break you know, break the law or being held accountable like regular citizens. So we've made some progress in that, but I just thought it was interesting that it was actually 30 years ago that that happened. And, you know, it was filmed by complete accident. And here they're, it's filmed a lot, lot more. And have we, have we made progress? Have we not made progress is an entirely different discussion for an entirely different show or, you know, down the road or, you know, that's probably more of a topic that is sensitive and needs to be a little bit more thought out. But I just, I thought it was interesting. And hopefully we've come a long way and, you know, there's going to be the argument that we have and the argument that we have. So just an interesting date that, that came up a couple of days ago. And I, I just thought I would uh, mention it. Um, one of the, the topic I'm going to talk today is sparked by the Amber Heard, uh, Johnny Depp trial. And again, any new listeners out there, if you're listening, if you're looking for me to recap things that Johnny said or, you know, poop on the bed or, or things like that. I don't, I don't really do that. I, I try to take my raw emotion or my thoughts that, that sort of why this is even interesting to me at all. And uh, those of you who know me um, and follow me on Facebook, you know that I, I posted something 
after listening to Johnny Depp a few days back. And I can't tell if he's, you know, suppressing emotion, if he's just having a real hard time talking about his experience, or if he is really, really just acting or the, the, the gifted actor that, that he is not both. Of course, both of them are, so both of them are actors and I haven't heard her talk. Um, but then the more I heard about it, the more the clips I came across, the more things that come out, like, I guess it doesn't really matter. His demeanor, he's very emotionless. Um, he's laughed more than he's done anything else from what I, from what I've seen, you know, and of course that's subjective. I'm only coming across certain things, you know, but it got me thinking. And it's very common for the abuser in a relationship to be the man. And that man is a monster, um, disturbed individual, you know, a great percentage of the time. And Lots and lots of women suffer for eternity, lose their lives. You know, kids are being killed in, in, in abusive relationships. And, you know, and that's not to discredit that. I'm not saying what I'm going to say to discredit that. But I don't think that we know the percentage of men that are in situations that are abusive. Toxic is like, the word of the, I don't know, word of the year, word of the times kind of a thing. And I almost feel like when the if, if the woman's the abuser, that it might be considered a toxic relationship as opposed to abusive. Um, if I'm thinking toxic, I'm thinking both people are involved. Like, you know, and, and surely he, he's not an angel. I mean, I think he's admitted that. I think that you know, he's been somewhat upfront about, you know, his shortcomings. He's a raging alcoholic, drug abuser, the whole thing. But where this gets me thinking, I feel like people up until my generation, we're talking Generation X, the generation that followed, which I don't even know what that is. I just know I'm Generation X. It's kind of like I'm a Virgo and I don't even know anybody else's birth sign. Like I almost don't even care. Um, but men are either this way just naturally or they're brought up in an environment where it's you're the caretaker or you're the provider, not necessarily the caretaker. You're the provider. Your emotions are, are a little bit, uh, you know, meaningless. <laughs> You're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to show affection. You're not supposed to love. You're supposed to be tough. You're supposed to get up and go to work every day regardless of what's going on with your body or your head. And um, telling people that you're suffering or that you're injured or that you're having a bad day. Again, when I grew up, didn't seem like the things that men did. Now, the portion of my life where I was around a lot of military men, <clears throat> a lot of military, excuse me, a lot of military men are very stone-faced. They're always on. Everything is, you know, 
down to how neat their civilian clothing is, is perfect. And I think because of the way that most of us were brought up, men are very, very quiet sufferers. I myself um, am, am pretty open. I'm a pretty sensitive person. Um, I feel like I'm affectionate. So, but my biggest emotion is probably anger. And and, and what I mean by that is I, I tend to suppress a lot of stuff. Like, if somebody treated me poorly or has shown their true colors to me, I tend to explain it away. I tend to come up with a reason why I may have a part in that, or I tend to come up with some sort of um, uh, rationale, I guess, uh, of why, you know, this is not really what it is, right? Then I get to a point where I realize it, and I'm enraged, like literally, like, pissed off. Um, especially if my heart is in that, that equation, um, in that relationship or, you know, I'll give you an example. So I'm a New York Met fan and many years ago, my uncle worked for Delta and Delta got, you know, some sort of deal on tickets or whatever. And they were bringing us all. Uh, my dad was in Korea at the time. My mom had gotten off work late or some shit. And by the time I got to my, my, uh, my cousin's house where everybody was gathering to go to the game, I got left behind. And um, I was fucking pissed. I was so damn mad. And then I'm sure I said some hurtful shit. I jumped on top of the fucking, the, like the biggest temper tantrum in my life, basically. I jumped on top of the the brown station wagon. I, I don't even know what make and model it was, but this was like 1986, maybe, 1987. Probably 87, because that would have been after they won the World Series. 87, maybe 88. And I just made a complete ass of myself. But I was only like 10 or 11 years old, you know what I mean? Like 12 years old. Got probably too old to make it, to have a temper tantrum like that. So eventually they gave in and found a way to get me to the stadium, and it was the, the greatest day of my life <laughs> after the temper tantrum, right? So I guess what I'm saying is, is men are either taught by the other men in their lives or they pick up the signals from other men in their lives and they become closed. And my, my father, for example, is not as affectionate, not, he talks now, like he's a very nice man. And my, my father, you know, I'm not trying to bag on my dad, but like, I don't remember growing up, you know, a lot of affection, a lot of, I love yous, a lot of, you know, hugs and, you know, those other things going on in there in, you know, him and his, my mom's relationship. And, and that's the other thing too, is like, you're going to take emotion and um, feelings and stuff from the environment around you, I think, as a kid. And men tend to probably, or young boys tend to, to gravitate towards the the emotion of their father, I think, where you're, and this is like any situation, you're going to take one extreme or the other. You're either going to like not, not like that energy and become the exact opposite, hopefully in the case of an abusive, real abusive relationship, or you're going to become ultra affectionate 
to the point where you get your feelings hurt a lot. And I think I'm sort of in that realm. My dad wasn't an abuser by any stretch. Uh, sure, arguments in the house and some, you know, th- you know, things we won't talk about in, in depth, but he definitely wasn't affectionate. He definitely wasn't the hug you and kiss you type. It was, you know, wake up, shower, you know, you know, keep your socks pulled up, you know, very, again, very sort of rigid in, in terms of like his military lifestyle. So I think I took the opposite where I'm very affectionate with my kids. I tell them I love them. You know, I, I do a lot of things like over the top sometimes, it's especially you know, with my daughter and, you know, broken home and stuff like that. But I think what we're seeing sort of in, in this case with, with these two, Heard and Depp, is that Depp sort of had that male role, I think, where he he knew he was in a fucked up place in, in terms of his own mentality, in terms of, you know, their relationship. And she was, she was abusive and, you know, using the things that, you know, in his, his deepest, darkest secrets sort of against him. Apparently he had a strained relationship with his mother. So she used that against him. And men have this deep, or at least the men that I, the way that I pick up on it is men have a deep sense to succeed and to not fail. And again, a lot of this is sometimes me talking out loud and I start thinking about shit. And so may, maybe Depp and I are sort of the same in that way where like, I will go to every length to succeed. I will go to every length to, you know, repair a relationship or to, to hang on to every shred of, you know, what once was maybe. And he, he basically said in one interview that I watched is that he didn't want to fail. He was going to put up with, you know, the feces and her berating him and all of that. And for as long as it took, I guess. So, guys, this is really, I'm really talking to us, right? Like, we have to do a better job of knowing when we've hit our limit and whether that's just, you know, I need time off of work because it, it, you know, it's at, it's at this point or, you know, uh, if you have baby mama drama, like knowing how to get out of that, talking to someone, especially a professional, you know, if you're in a relationship that's bad like theirs and it's bringing out the worst in you, then, you know, finding a way to fix that or talking to somebody, and then really getting inside your feeling. I've done more soul searching since, of course, COVID than I have in my entire life. And I find that the flaws that I consider flaws, not that anybody else considers, are kind of fixable. Like maybe I'm not working out the right way or maybe um, I'm really not chasing a dream um, and those sorts of things. Those are easy things, right? But if you're trying 
so hard to be strong. And you're trying so hard to shoulder the burden of the people around you. You are going to lose you. You're, you, stress is a real thing. It's, it's invisible maybe, but if you're shouldering other people's feelings, shouldering other people's dreams, shouldering other people's, you know, issues, and you're not taking care of yourself, you're going to find yourself in a relationship like this where someone may take advantage of you or someone may um, play on those, on those things. So, fellas, who do you have in your life that you could talk about these things with? You have another homeboy? Do you have a best friend? That best friend doesn't even have to be male. Probably better because a woman, like I wouldn't have the same perspective talking to a female friend about her female issues. It's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to tell someone you're not okay. Um, I think that we, we think being a real man is not talking about those things that ail you. I think we think being real men is fighting through and things will go away. Um, I also think that your, your background, your ethnicity, your environment, your generational, you know, history all plays into this. Um, you know, I can only speak to my experience, but Italian men are usually really tough exteriors, usually don't talk too much. And when they do, they usually have some, and this is the old school guys, you know, guys straight from Italy or not far removed or lived in all Italian neighborhoods. You know, they don't, they say some either really wise shit, they say some really firm shit. Kind of makes me remember, remember like that scene in, in a Bronx Tale where, where the bikers come in there and they start wreaking havoc in the bar. And Parliamentary's character, you know, He's trying to be firm with them, but he's not excited. I'm, that's not me, by the way. I, I missed that, though. And then, he just, now you can't leave. And he was very matter-of-fact. He locked the door, and they just got they just got after him. So, what I'm getting at is, there's only so much time where you can control your emotion. There's only so much emotion you can you can handle and you have to find your outlet. I don't know what that outlet is. It's going to be different for everybody. But I also think that we as men have to teach our boys or sons, in my case a grandson, 
that it's okay to be affectionate. It's okay to tell people you care about them. It's okay to say to someone you're not okay. But it's also um, okay to say, I've had enough. Whatever that is. Whatever situation that would be. Because then again, you find yourself holding on to something that's not real. Or striving for something within other people that, that's not there. And you start to rationalize and and create either feelings of, you know, understanding, which is ultimately going to suppress you. So we just, we have to do better. We have to do better as men to men, men to boys, and, and, and tell each other, you know, ask each other, are you okay? Are you good? You know, how was your day today? Um, you know, we have a lot of ways to communicate with each other now. Text, um, video chats, um, messengers, telephones, um, email, you know, whatever it is. And I think that we, as men, have to recognize that we could be on the other side of an abusive relationship. And that if that's happening, we have to recognize that it's happening and we have to recognize that it's say, hey, I need to get out of here or I need help. Because I, I, I certainly feel like if it was me and my lady was shitting in the bed or she was she was talking down to him like, go ahead, tell tell the world Johnny Depp that Johnny Depp is being abused or whatever she said. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, of course. You know, that's shameful for us. We don't want people to know that we're being abused because, again, we're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be physically strong. Women are sort of the mentally strong ones, you know. Um, we're supposed to be, you know, the knight in shining armor. And sometimes we're not. And it's okay to not be. You know, if you if you stay in that environment hoping to succeed, but all you're doing is hoping you're not going to succeed, you know, if you really love that person or, you know, and you're taking steps to better the situation and they're not, you're going to continue to get shit on, right? So we can't think as men that we're strong, we can handle it, we're going to be okay. You know, as long as I fight through, like, this will get better. I also think that there is a certain amount of maybe confusion with men when it comes to women. Now, I never even knew who Amber Heard was. Now, I know now that she was in a couple of movies and a couple of movies that I've actually seen. And she's actually really good looking. So, I think men are the, the part of the species that are, like, physically attracted to people initially. And then you sort of go, wow, like, she's pretty, and she's poetic, and she, you know, likes to watch football, or whatever it is, right? You kind of find out these other things after the fact. So, surely, at least if it was me, I would look across the table at her and go, Last night you were a raging bitch. But today you're so beautiful. 
And I'd be more focused on how beautiful she was the next day. Or, you know, you shat on, you, you shit on the bed last night. And today the house is immaculately clean. I, I, I mean, call me a liar, call me stupid, whatever. But I'm convinced that there's that moment where nobody's talking. It's quiet in the room. And he would glance over at her. And she would smirk. And he would think they were in love all over again. And it didn't matter that, you know, the night before she slapped him. And I think, I think abusive, I think that's part of the abusive cycle. I mean, I'm not, I should have said this in the beginning, but I'm definitely not like a psychologist, but I definitely feel like there's that conflict. And I I guess maybe that's, that's not relevant to species or uh, to gender, I should say, where like, you know, the woman's going to look across at the man that beat her the night before, and he's going to look sexy for some reason you know what i mean his beard is just his stubble is just good enough for you know his his charming smile breaks through you know whatever it is and i just think that we have to as men open our feelings when we need to rather than keeping them closed off for 99% of the time and that's hard, especially as like middle-aged men at this point. Like, change is hard, man. Change is hard. But you know, I, I just think ultimately this is a for the new generation type. We're like, let's teach our boys it's okay to say, "Hey, I'm not feeling it today," or "I'm not," you know, "I'm not into this." And that's why relationships are such such a big deal because once you get in and you're you're invested, like men tend to trudge through, like. You know, leave no stone on, at least I do, leave no stone unturned. Like, don't, and that's not just romantic relationships. That's work relationships. It's friendships. That's, you know, work friendships. That's, you know, whatever it is. So, fellas, keep your heads up, man. It's it's not all about how strong you are physically. It's about how strong you are mentally. It's about what peace you can bring to yourself, which then leads to peace to bring into your family. And if you're in some sort of abusive relationship or, you know, toxic relationship where you're not your best being the best person, they're not being the best person, you have to find a way out. Whether that's finding a way for you guys to get, you know, counseling and to fix your flaws, um, understanding that you may not be entirely at fault, don't make up excuses for why somebody really is a good person if they're not. Don't pretend to be okay when you're not okay. You know, it's not... It's not cool to to bottle it up and make yourself sick. You don't do anybody no good. You're not being a provider. You're not being a protector. You're not being a you know, a knight in shining armor if there's a dent in that armor. If that armor's not foolproof, mind, body, and soul, you might maybe your maybe your armor's not really shining. Maybe we're not, you know, supposed to be Superman. Superman's vulnerable, Batman's vulnerable. Keep your heads up, fellas. I love y'all. Um 
going to transition a little bit into, and I, and I, and I think it's kind of weirdly relevant, right? But you guys know that song, right? This is my not for nothing for the week. And I don't know how I can get this in in under two minutes, but you know that song by Ja Rule and the hook is, I'm not always there when you call, but I'm always on time. I never understood that. I absolutely, I, I thought about this. I've thought about this. Neither, neither thing is true. If you're not there when I call, you can't always be on time. And maybe I'm just not as into like the street lingo and hood speak or hip hop music as, as I thought I was. Maybe I'm not that cool. Maybe I'm not that down. Maybe I'm just too old. But even when the song came out, I never quite understood that. What, how does that, how do the two make sense? If you're not there when I call, then you're late. You're absolutely late. You're not on time. Or or is that one of those things where I'm not understanding the lyrics and I just got it wrong? Somebody help make help make this make sense. If you're not there when I call, then you're late. So when I call is when I need you. And if you don't answer the call, then you're not there, which means you can't be on time because you're not at the place you're supposed to be. Like, am I fucked up in the head? Or, you know, we all just been so chilling in the car on a Sunday, you know, with the windows down and that song comes on and you start singing. I'm not always there when you call, but I'm always on time. And then I think, that don't make no goddamn sense. It really doesn't. You guys, I'm up against this portion of my half hour. I'm going to continue this thought in the next segment. Stay tuned. Welcome back to my final thoughts um, on my Not For Nothing, which is the Always On Time song by Ja Rule, book is sank by Ashanti. I'm not always there when you call. But I'm always on time. Yeah, no. There's there's no logic in that. At least not to me. Like, I don't... I mean, even if you're not there some of the time, you're not on time. It's kind of like the person that shows up to work that's like, yeah, I'm late, but I'm always here. Yeah, I know. But you're still late. I'm not always there when you call, but I'm always on time. I never understood that. It's a great book. You know, baby, be mine. You know, I get it. It makes, it, it rhymes. I get it. But is that like, could speak for like, I got your back? Like, and I missed that? Like, I missed that, you know, going through the hoods of Sacramento? Like, I don't get it. Is it a New York thing? And I was just like, I've left New York so long ago, I didn't quite get it. Like, I don't know. Like, if you're not if I if you're not there when I call you, then when are you gonna be there? You can't be on time if you're not there. That's just maybe I'm fucked up. Maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy in the head. Like I don't get it. I really, 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 really don't get it. So if anybody ever said that to me, I'd laugh at them. I'd literally laugh in their face. I would literally be one of those. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
I really hope those sound effects came through that I used today. You guys, listen, it's uh, still a little bit early on Sunday. Um, I've agreed to uh, make lasagna for the family. Um, one of the three or four dishes I could probably do really well. Um, it's kind of the paisan thing to do, make dinner on Sunday. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of yard work. I'm going to finish my coffee. I am going to hopefully get a clip of this one out. It's part of the reason why I'm going to start doing these early. Um, in closing, fellas, my homeboys out there, my brothers out there, it's okay to not be okay. Um, any of you who are listening, you know, you should know how to hit me up one way or another, Facebook, Instagram, my phone number. You know, let's be there for each other. Um, I'm trying real hard not to, uh, to drink. Um, the point of me saying, excuse me, as I burp, point of me saying that is, you know, let's, let's reach out to each other before reaching into other avenues. Uh, working out and running is a great release for me. Find your release, find your power. There is power and vulnerability. There is strength in, in emotion. There is strength in opening up to the right people. There is definitely honor and respect when you can understand that you need to rebuild. Men don't, men can be tough. Like, I feel like I'm a real nice guy. And I feel like when people take advantage of that, I feel like I got to act tough. I'm also short. So I think I suppress having a Napoleon complex. But like, if you have good family members, man, they want you to be, they want you to love, they want to know that you love them. But they also want to know you'd knock somebody's head off if they needed to. But you don't have to have that exterior all the time. You don't have to suppress your own emotions. Now, granted, you don't want to drop on your kids that the mortgage is late. No. But you definitely want to find a way to, if you're having those pressures, find a way to get some help with them, talk to somebody, a pastor, a friend, you know, someone whom you trust and say, hey, I'm struggling and I'm struggling mentally. I'm not struggling physically. You know, I'm not struggling financially or I'm struggling mentally because I'm struggling physically and financially, but I need some help because then you're, otherwise you're going to find yourself in a Johnny Depp, Amber Heard relationship um, or a toxic environment at work or what have you. And it's going to break you. It, it is. And, it, and it's not meant to, um, in a sense, diminish us as men. But it, it'll happen. Be good to yourselves first, right? And then otherwise, being strong and tough on the outside, not going to matter when you, if you're gone too soon. Okay? I love you all. I really do. Um, please share, like, subscribe. Um, I'm actually going to add, a, if you've gotten this far, I'm going to add a poll at the, at the question. Um, hopefully we can get some answers on that. Frankly, I, I got to get better and I got to do some things. I don't even know how to research that shit. I don't know if anybody's answered the polls I've done last night. So remember, Apple, Anchor, Google, Spotify, Overcast, CastBox, PocketCast, Radio Public. The first time I've gotten through that without stumbling over myself. Um, Instagram, I'm underscore just underscore talking. Come follow me. Listen. Spend 30 minutes with me a week. Maybe this is your decompression zone. I don't know. That's what I hope for anyway. Remember, you guys, respect, unity, 
equality. Love y'all.